Hello, 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 and welcome back to the Comet Podcast, where we talk about your favorite movies, music, TV shows, and more. I'm Tori. I'm Marin. And the Crime Junkies are coming to you, kicking off November with a crime-adjacent story. Um, this is going to be a rant chronicles, so prepare your earlobes, because <laughs> you guys know I don't rant about stuff unless I feel passionate about it. And you know, when dramas make you feel stuff, you gotta you gotta talk it out. You guys are my my backboard, my hollow chamber, my void in which I scream to, and I just had to come here and scream because it amazes me. <laughs> It amazes me how one episode of a show can fuck up my entire mood for that show. And I, it's <sighs> not good. <laughs> so disappointing. <laughs> it's so disappointing. Because listen, listen, I was, y'all know that I have been, I've been absent from BL world. Um, only recently have I been pulled back in to specifically the Thai BL world. Because, you know, at least there, there's not as much tragedy <laughs> that happens. That being said, because I think my passion and frustration with the series is because I like the actors so much that there was potential for like award-winning acting, mm-hmm. but the script as shallow as a kiddie pool. So let's just, <laughs> um, Marion, if you want to just look at the drive real quick, uh, I, there's a, a, a new slide called the eclipse. Okay. I just want to follow along. I'm not doing a full recap. I refuse to do a full recap. We would be here for days. <laughs> There's only 12 episodes, but I just have so much to say. Um, so I'm going to read you the synopsis, and then I'll get into my very much um, Ebonics recap of this, okay? So <laughs> the synopsis is the country's leading all-boys school, Supalo, is strictly governed um, rumor has it that a curse will punish students who act out. A curse that grows stronger as the solar eclipse nears. But where there are rules, there will naturally be those who want to break them. A group of students calling themselves the World Remembers unite to challenge the school's authority and demand their rights. Uh, head school prefect Ak and his cohorts are tasked with dissuading the rebel group. Then Ayan, a mysterious new student, arrives. Ak is suspicious of Ayan, this boy whose behavior is so odd and who regularly challenges school's norms, Ayan has enrolled in hopes of discovering the person who pushed his uncle Dika to suicide. His only evidence leading him to Supalo's school is his uncle's old notebook. Ayan's method of dealing with Ak's scrutiny is to toy with him. Now, question. From listening to that, are you intrigued? Intrigued a little bit? Slightly. Slightly. Yes. Yes, yes. That's that's good. I too was intrigued because the reason I started the show because I thought it was another show and I was like, oh, I'm watching something else and I started in the middle of it. But then I saw the lead actor who plays Ak, um, my baby first. And so I was like, oh, I have to watch this. First was also in the, the other BLC that did, not me. Um, he was one of the friends of that group. So mm-hmm. let's just get a general gist of what is happening. The first episode of this school we kind of get a rundown that this school has been around for a hundred years it's a top all-boys school and there's this thing called the prefects aka glorified hall monitors as you can see in this picture the blue bands right um so basically for those of you who don't know hall monitors used to be the people that uh um i guess in olden school times where students were policing and regulating themselves before adults did you know not a pretty good system it never really works when you have a population of people regulating themselves especially children um 
things don't ever go the way they're supposed to, right? So we're watching this first episode. These kids called the World Remembers are protesting because they don't want to wear uniforms. And at first I was like, you're at a private school, bitch. I don't understand why we're so mad about uniforms. But it ties more into that because the kids of the World Remembers are also gay and are being harassed by their fellow um, boys who have grown up in a misogynist society. So it's like, okay, cool. The the alphabet mafia is always part ahead of the revolution. The marginalized mm-hmm. always come to bring down the system. I'm here, right? Mm-hmm. And so the first, there it's th- only three of them. They're protesting outside of the school, and all of a sudden, a fucking van <laughs> just comes rolling down the street, almost knocking these three children out. And I said, "What in the absolute fuck?" An attempt and so- on their life. <laughs> an attack on their lives right and so one of um the other kids who's standing there is like oh my god it's the curse and i'm seeing like a curse <laughs> this is manslaughter this is murder what curse are we talking about but apparently at the school since the school has been around or for a very long time since the school has been around there's a thing called the super curse and it's that kids who do not follow the strict rules that this school has set up. Bad things happen to them. Now, my lovely crime junkie friend, Marin, does any of this sound familiar to you? Um, the typical characteristics of a, a very normalized crime that is turned into documentaries nowadays, especially on Hulu? Documentaries on Hulu? What? It's giving cult. I don't know if it's just me, but I was just like, it's giving cult. Having... It was giving me, it was giving me um, fake rumor set up by student Ooh. teachers to make. Okay. That's yeah, what it yeah. was giving me. Yeah, yeah, that too, that too, right? And so let's go ahead and break down who our main characters are real quick. So when I start using names, you're not confused. So first okay. we have Ak. Ak is the head prefect. He's the head hall monitor. Baby boy is very serious about his school's reputation. He don't like that these people are protesting. Now, is he a violent character? Eh. Does he have a very um harsh mouth? Yes. The boy <laughs> can cuss. Um, he cusses, he says mean things, whatever. But still, he's the head prefect. He's in charge of keeping the student body in line for some fucking reason at a school where adults work. Um, so we have this kind of upright um image of Supalo and the school all in act right act comes from an unprivileged background he's not only at the school because it's the top it's because he's like a, a great student and he will be rewarded with like a scholarship probably at the end of the year to continue his studies right and then we have my boy ayan baby a ayan is the new rebel at the school do you feel the love brewing um he's transferred to the school from their rival school and so immediately everybody's like oh Ian is the one who is um pushing the world to remember club to protest more mm-hmm. now me and my sanity said this boy got here two seconds ago so i don't know how that works but okay so Ian is here and we find out that Ian had a loved one who passed away. We find out that it's his uncle. His uncle used to work at the school and his uncle committed suicide. And so Ian was left with his uncle's necklace and his uncle's notebooks where he found he mentioned 
this school and how the people at the school were treating him. And so Ian, who who's his uncle was also like his father figure it's just him his mom and his uncle and so to have this person die was also very traumatic for i am but he's like i have to get to the bottom of this i want to know what's going on at this goddamn school right mm-hmm. so ak has two friends we have baby boy khan who's also a prefect and we have baby boy Watt, who is also a prefect these are our three prefects the, the, the prefect club is bigger but they're like the top three. They're like the oldest in the school, I think. So they're mm-hmm. like heads of the club, right? Khan is um funny, charming. The girls love him. Um, but he's also very aware of how other people see him. Watt is uh lost. He doesn't really seem happy right now because he's his family wants him to be on a doctor and he wants to be an indie filmmaker. And then we have Dua, which is our class representative. He's the head of the class. He's not head of the prefect club. So you like you're the class. Like in most Asian schools, there's a person that's in charge of your entire class. So they're class one, and Thua is their class representative. Thua is out as gay, and people judge him for that, even though Thua minds his goddamn business (laughs) and just does his work and does what he can as class representative. And then we have Namo, and Namo wants to be a prefect, but he didn't get accepted into the club because of his grades or whatever. Um, And then we have our three main teachers. We have Misani, who is the Cole, uh, well, who's the assistant head of the student welfare department? Remember that name, the student welfare okay. department. Mr. Chadok is the head of the student welfare department, and then Auntie derogatory Wadi. <laughs> um, it's not like an affectionate auntie. She's okay. like their social stu- history teacher, and she's very much drinking the Kool Aid of the school, right? Mm-hmm. So, with that being said, this is a BL. And for those of you who don't know, BLs, what's the top thing we're going to focus on? The love story. It's usually a love story with the side of whatever other type of theme the writer wants to, to play with. And so for this theme, it's the establishment now. <laughs> um, Before I get into explaining um, why I have problems, I want you to go to slide number two. Okay. Um, and I want, I'm going to read you the things that happened because of the Supola curse, apparently, right? Mm-hmm. So a flower pot almost dropped on students from like a second story building. Okay. The car almost ran children over. Red paint was splashed on the World Remembers protest material. The World Remembers flyers were um, torn down and burned. A banner with cuss words and like cussing out the three kids who are all the world remembers had red dream paint on it and then somebody took they had a dummy that they use when they protest and so mm-hmm. somebody took that that dummy hung it up um put a sash over that says you will pay and then burned it now okay out of these things that the curse did will you pick what's the worst thing in your mind like the most that can cause harm probably the car Okay, I'm glad you picked that because this is where problem numero uno comes in. So, of course, as Marin mentioned before with her great detective skills, um, even though this is giving cults, it's also giving where there is smoke, there is fire, but someone is always setting the fire. So, of course, this curse really isn't real. It's somebody 
who's doing these things to get the world remember kids to stop protesting, to cause a scene on social media, to ruin the school's reputation. And so as we're watching the first like six episodes, we're trying to figure out who it is who is part of the curse. The first three things that happen are the first three things on this list, right? The flower pot, the car, the red paint. Okay. And the flyers. Those are like the first four things that happen. Three out of these four things were done by the main lead. Our main head prefect, who we're following, (laughs) Ak, tipped a flower pot over, almost made it fall on people, put a car in neutral, and let it roll down a hill and almost run over children, splash paint on their protest material. Now... (laughs) Okay. Do you think after somebody does these things that redemption is needed for us to love this character again, right? <laughs> you would think in a 12 episode series yeah. by episode 6 when we find out that he is the culprit we would have a redemption arc. Mm-hmm. But does this story do that? Oh. No, no, no. Why? Because the plot is as shallow as a kiddie pool. Now, children, <laughs> Listen to me when I say that this is where my problems. I was in love with the series. Not even in, I was really enjoying it. Like I was looking forward to episodes. I was watching people react to it. We got to episode eleven, and I said, "Oh, you just didn't give a fuck." <laughs> you know, this is the type of story where it's love with a side of theme. It should have been theme with a side of love. Mm. And it wasn't that, and that's what's pissing me off. Because I was so I was so impressed because Ian, who is this like, because he's he wasn't four years at this high school or however many years high school is in Thailand, he sees that manipulation is happening. That these people have been indoctrinated to thinking that these rules are normal. That yeah. kids should have the burden of disciplining their entire student body. It's not normal, right? Those mm-hmm. are not normal things that happen at a school. And so Ian is going to bat with teachers, going to bat with other students. Him and Akin are always fighting. And I'm like, come on, baby rebel. Break the fucking system. I'm here for it. Break the wheel. Because this... Because the uniforms, honestly, oh, that's another problem we'll talk about in a second. Um, but, like, the Ion is witnessing how manipulated these kids are. And as he's falling in love with Ak, he's trying to get Ak to realize that it's not his fault mm-hmm. for being so indoctrinated like this. And so when we get to the reveal, and Ion confronts Ak and it's like I know you're the one who moved the car I know you're the one he's like because he he's the one who caught him in the act because not he would after he splashed paint on their protest material he yeah. was gonna go back and burn the material and then Ian caught him because Ak almost got caught by a teacher and so okay. Ian has obviously known that Ak has been doing this and so as he's falling in love with Ak he's like you've got to realize I don't even think he says it like that but he's like it's not your fault. I, well, he's he asked him, who put you up to this? And Axe first, you know, um, answer as a successfully manipulated child is, no one did. I did it by myself. When obviously the head of the motherfucking student welfare, <laughs> Mr. Chaduk, is the one who was just like, Axe, 
why why did you let this happen act why do they keep protesting act why didn't you snitch on your friends act like constantly coming to him and being like what the school is falling apart because of you (laughs) no i don't know Um, about you (laughs) right right that's insanity to me right yes because he's a child (laughs) the school is falling apart because y'all are following the rules of laws from 1972 that's a quote from the actual show okay um (laughs) they're following the rules of a school condominium from like 1972 so all of this happens and at first i was really impressed with the series because it feels like instead of i am pushing ak to be like you're being manipulated you're you're being you know controlled ian is letting ak come out of this manipulation on his own two feet which is probably the more healthier way for ak to realize that it's not his fault that the mm-hmm. adults around him are putting this much pressure on him right yeah. mm-hmm. and so we start to reach a pinnacle at episode 11 the protests keep going. It's getting more attention on Facebook. The world remembers are they're scared. Like once that dummy got burned and the noose and everything, they were terrified. They feel like they're being threatened um, personally. Yeah. And so they they have the ceremony, like the end of the school, like ceremony, and they award act an award for. Um, for being like the best boy in school or whatever that gets him like the scholarship or whatever as the kids are protesting and the teachers are like the teachers have had it the kids have had it and you know ian is still there you know questioning the teachers like we want you guys to take responsibility for what's been happening and so after oh before this let me let me say this before mm-hmm. for clarity after act after ion confronted act in episode six all the other stuff on this list the flyers being taken down the banners with the cuss words the dummy being hung up none of that was act okay it's somebody else and we don't know who so somebody else is continuing on with the curse name act has stopped right act okay. has stopped and it's somebody else and so we're watching the story and we're like what if it's namu because namu was following act he was telling act you know whose side are you on you're not on super low side anymore are you has ian gotten to your head and things like that because is, you know slowly realizing and you know first of all act is falling apart inside because he feels like it's all his fault that things are happening even though Mm -hmm. it has absolutely nothing to do with him (laughs) and so we're like oh Oh my god, it's no I was convinced it was Namo. I was like, oh fuck, Namo is out here being Batman or whatever. <laughs> or I'm like, because who else would continue to do this curse in the name of getting the world remember kids to stop, the protest to stop, right? Yeah. So we reached the climax. We're at episode eleven. People are yelling and screaming. Ian, you know, is demanding answers because he still doesn't know. He's he's convinced more than ever now that Chadok had something to do with his uncle's suicide. That this school's, you know, pressure on the teachers and the students is causing them to have depressive orders, you know, depression and anxiety. And I'm like, yeah, I am. We're we're here with you. And then, Thua, Thua, the class representative who had been mm-hmm. neutral this entire time, right? He yeah. was out as gay. I'm going to just give you his character. He's class representative. He's out as gay. Him and Connor kind of have a something going on. Um, Con at first didn't 
like that people were constantly calling through his boyfriend because they hang out and they're they're seat partners, so they're always working projects together. But then he ended up being like Mr. Batman on Facebook, and so they they're falling in love. But Thua was also um, Thua also learned from his own stepfather, who he is not on good terms with. But his own stepfather went to Supalo, and that he learned that Chadok was the first prefect of their school, and that is when the curse had started. So Thua, right? So Thua, at the height of this all of this tension comes out and exposes Ak as the person who is doing the super love curse. Now I sat there and I said, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> and so Thua keeps saying, he's saying, I don't like that Ayan is covering up for Ak. I don't like that Ayan and Ak are secretly dating, so he's covering up for him. And I'm sitting here thinking to myself, for the last two to three episodes, Ayan is constantly asking Ak, when are you going to come clean? You can't run away from this. You got to come clean. And to me, to me, it feels like Ian is waiting for Ak to do it at the right on his own terms. Mm-hmm. Because forcing him is just going to make him feel even more like shit, right? Yeah. But what does Thua do? Or what does the writer have Thua do? Expose him in front of everybody, right? <laughs> and then, and then, <laughs> this was so dumb. <laughs> and then to cover up the exposure of Ak, Watt says, oh, this is all an act. We're rehearsing for an indie film I'm producing. And I sat there and paused the show and said, you lost me. <laughs> you. Why would he do that? Right! Right! <laughs> right! What, what, what does your... St- stupid indie film have to do with act possibly almost committing vehicular murder? (laughs) What does that have to do with anything? But somehow it works and they're like, okay, break up. All of the protesters come to the office, whatever. And so then act gets confronted by Watt and Khan who are mad at him for doing this curse. It's like, okay, cool. I get that. And so they go into the student welfare office because they're all like, okay, this, they all understand that even though Ak was doing shit, Ak was also getting pressured by Chadok, right? Yeah. Tell me why. <laughs> Tell me why. They walk into this office. Ian has reached his emotional peak. He's demanding for Mr. Chadok take responsibility what did you do to my uncle why did my uncle commit suicide why was your name in his book what the fuck is going on and miss sonny steps in and says i am nobody would ever want to kill somebody that they're in love with marin i almost threw my fucking keyboard across the room chadok is Ian's uncle's fiance. I had it. I was like, what do you mean? What do you mean? Now, like, on a surface level, this is like a great, like, <gasps> right? Yeah. The more I think about it, the more I'm so pissed off. Because you just turned our antagonist into a good person by proxy. 
through emotional blackmail. And so now we get to see all of these scenes of Chaguk and Tikta together and how they were going to buy a house and all this other stuff. And then their principal, not Auntie Wadi. Auntie Wadi's not the principal. Uh-huh. Um, but their principal finds out about the relationship, calls them disgusting, says that they're not setting up a good example for the students and says that one or either of them have to quit. And so Chaduk says, so I don't remember what he says, but he basically ends up getting Dika transferred to their rival school, right? Okay. But that just sends Dika, who has a history of depression, into a depressive episode, which then leads to his suicide. And so we've reached these like emotional peaks, right? And so after after they get out the office and they learn about Chadok and Dika, that's when Ian exposes Thua as being the person who continued the curse after Ak stopped. <laughs> we're we're on a roll, yeah. right? <laughs> we're on a roll. And so the kids go into the little prefect room and Thua was like, I didn't want the the um the ball to stop rolling i wanted everybody to tell the truth so i continued the curse i uploaded pictures onto the internet and so his boyfriend khan who was a prefect he's like so what am i supposed to do he's like you don't have to um you don't have to cover for me like i and does for act and i'm sitting here thinking <laughs> on so many levels not only did Thua expose act for being the curse, you also outed Ak and Ayan who had not told anybody that they were gay yet. <laughs> and I was like, what is, ha-? this is where I was like, oh, this writer said I'm going to dip my toe into opportunity, look it in the face and tell it shut the fuck up bitch and walk away. <laughs> this is, okay, so we've we've hit like four reveals, right? Four like real high emotional notes. Mm-hmm. Tell me why the next scene it's Khan and Thua just sitting at lunch being cute. And then Khan tells everybody and him and Thua are dating. Bitch, you were just upset at him for being the curse bearer. <laughs> they said, we gotta, it's only 12 episodes. We gotta move <laughs> right? I was like, I said, why are we pretending like all that shitty shit did not just happen? <laughs> and so because I was so upset after episode 11 ended, right? I was like, I cannot bring myself to watch episode 12 until the day we record. So I just got done like an hour ago. I'm watching this episode and I'm like, okay, whatever. I just want to see if any of the adults are going to be held responsible for this. Um, Does Ak really get to like repent and have a character growth? Does do I get to apologize to Ak and be like, I'm sorry I outed you and so many more ways than one you know right uh-huh none of that happened <laughs> of course <laughs> of it happens ah! what did happen okay how do i even begin this the last episode basically wraps everything up they continue with the film shit which i don't understand huh okay <laughs> okay this is also one of the reasons that this drama was making me mad you can go to the well, yeah, you can go to the last slide to see the shit that annoyed me list. Okay. Um, <laughs> but um, as we're like still hitting emotional notes about Ak accepting the fact that he was manipulated, 
somehow the narrative of the story turns to act well here's now well the story starts equivalating act being gay and that being wrong also with the fact that he feels like he's doing something wrong because he's supposed to be the perfect student Mm -hmm. and so while they're filming this short film there's this scene (laughs) which i still don't know why they're filming because they still had to do a a discipline committee and act and through I still got suspended. So <laughs> they keep saying like if we don't do the short film, then they're gonna know that Khan and Watt were just covering for you. I was like, but they still got suspended. <laughs> what was the point? And so the writer begins to use this film as somehow also exploring the fact that he can't tell Ian he loves him even though they've been together for like the last four episodes which like also it's a cis heterosexual woman that I can't talk about but I'm also I'm assuming that this story is also written by a cis heterosexual woman <laughs> I'm making assumptions but um it gives that but he like breaks down and he can't say I love you to Ion and so Ion goes but I love you and you know what were yours is normal and I'm like cool and then I look in the comments and people are like, wow, it's so cool to see that Ion is making Ak realize how manipulated he was. Well, where did y'all get that dialogue from? <laughs> Ion just kept telling him, we're normal. I love you. You know, you don't have to be upset or feel like you're less than because you couldn't continue filming. Khan and Watt don't hate you. All that other stuff. But I'm like, okay, if Ak is feeling all of this emotional pressure, where is that uncomfortableness in the scenes of the kids interacting? Like, it's not there. Like, after they got done with all the emotional impact in episode 11, they were just, like, going back to normal and studying it. I was like, whoa. <laughs> Why are we treating like this shit is normal? Right? Mm-hmm. And so... I don't mind, I don't care about characters, you know, exploring their sexuality and like being able to accept it because of society and all that stuff. But when the drama started equating a lot of Axe feelings for Ion also being combined with him wanting not being the perfect boy, I was like, when does Axe get his realization that he's being manipulated? It's episode 12. Where is the where is the moment where he looks at Chadok and being like, oh, oh, this isn't my fault. Like, his character doesn't get any of that. He just continuously cries. And I know everybody processes everything differently, but if you're going to start this story about fucking up the establishment, keep it there. <laughs> and let the victims of oppression um, have their moments. Mm-hmm. And it feels like Ak never got his moment because even to the very end when he finally tells his parents that he got suspended, um, it's just like this very kind of calm. He's like crying and his parents accept He's like, we know the school called us when he tells his parents that he's dating Ayan, which shouldn't have been a big deal. But they were like, how do we hate someone our son love? Which was great. But I was like, pick a struggle. Are we talking about the establishment? Or are we talking about Ak loving Ayan? Because there's no doubt in my mind that Ak loves Ion and even if he can't say it out loud why are we tying that into his his feelings of being imperfect when we just got done like having this emotional thing about Chadok 
being Dika's fiance and all that stuff. Like, where is Axe's moment to be like, oh, I don't have to feel like this anymore? They and said, it's yeah. They had they as I said, they had twelve episodes. They had 12 <laughs> right. And I could be asking too much of a BO, but if you're gonna go there, do not make the depths of the plot as shallow as a water fountain. Babe, you were it was like up until episode 10, we were there. Like, even though I didn't like the fact that the main like um point of um how do I say this? The the kids were feeling oppression because of uniforms and not because of the rules that were happening, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So I was like, okay, whatever, but they're in high school, so they're gonna latch on to one thing and then make it about the bigger thing, which is cool, right? And we had so many good scenes of Ian like going back to forth with Auntie Wadi about history and resources and you can't just read one side of history. And I'm like, come on, Ian, <laughs> spilling truth in words. And then you said, fuck it. Now, here's why I said I was going to yell and scream. Because not only did we get black motion, black, emotionally blackmailed to suddenly not hating Chadok because he's Dika's fiance. Y'all might not hate him anymore. That bitch can still go to hell. You still you don't get a pass from me just because you were that man's fiance. But the drama gives him a pass because after he points out to the president or the, their principal that they can get sued for suspending the kids for a semester because of some new laws that happened in 2007 since you bitches want to operate like it's 1972. Um he just gets to resign. He doesn't apologize to anybody. Uh-huh. He doesn't be like, the curse isn't real. I shouldn't, we shouldn't be forcing our students to police themselves. None of that is said. And then, um, I would like to point you to slide three. <laughs> <laughs> this okay. is Ion, Ak, and Chadok at the place where Dika unalived himself. And I said, why are they there together? Why are, why are they there together? Why does Chado get to just have a relationship or like even get to like not even feel remorseful about being around Ion or Ak? And like I get it. Chado was a child when he first became a prefect, but you continued that shit until you were an adult. <laughs> it has to be a good 20, 30 years since you've graduated. So for 20, 30 years, you've continued with this this curse shit. You continued, you know, oppressing kids. We even learned that the prefect that made Act want to become a prefect, his like Sunday, his senior yeah. or whatever, couldn't um couldn't um adjust to society and has depression now. Damn. Oh my god. Right. I was like, so how many kids are coming out of the school worse than they went in? Where is the accountability for the adults? Where is where is my tearful apology? This must be the Leo rising moon and sun in me. Because I'm like, y'all are not doing enough. <laughs> y'all are not doing enough. Dua should apologize to Ak. Ak apologized to everybody else, but it wasn't enough. Chaduk should have been on his knees and been like, I'm so sorry. Ak was like having like emotional breakdowns in the middle of school because teachers were constantly being like, um, would look like Auntie Wadi in one scene literally called Ak out and was like, we were talking earlier, and these are the worst group of prefects we've ever had. And he starts, like, shaking. And, like, I was like, 
what the fuck is going on? <laughs> and so the things that just like there was like I said, the writer looked opportunity in the face and said, fuck it. <laughs> and I feel like their series relies too much on the audience audience's willingness to interpret everything on their own. Mm-hmm. So like seeing that whole that whole episode eleven and then people being oh, I mean the beginning of episode twelve where um where Ak was having his emotional breakdown and he couldn't say I love Ayan, but people in the comments are being like, Oh my god, I'm so glad Ayan is, you know, showing Ak how much he's been manipulated. Ak I don't even think Ak still realizes how much he's been manipulated. Even by the end of the series, like he just keeps saying, I've done bad things. And I'm like, Yeah, but they're not your fault. Where's the not your fault part? Where's the where's the path to healing for Ak and first it's I think that's what pissed me off the most like Ak and Katong or I think I'm pronouncing his name right um Katong Katong who plays Ak and Ian are mm-hmm. such great actors I cried with them I laughed with them when they're the, I was I squealing every time they had like lovey dovey scenes I was like yes my babies are are giving. And there was so much more potential for them to give. This could have been an award-winning series, but the writers were just like, mm, we're just going to dip our toe in the pool of oppression and 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 then walk the other way. <laughs> also, like, as much as I love Ak, putting a car in neutral and have it rolling down a hill is wild to me like <laughs> why wasn't that given to like the like there's no big antagonist for us to like hate right yeah you can't give that to the main character and then not give the main character his like really good moment to be apologetic about that so yes even though ak and ion apologize to the kids of the world remembers it's like they just say we're sorry we shouldn't have done that and walk off and then Thua and Ak don't like a pot. They're just like, yeah, I'll see you tomorrow, friend. Yeah, <laughs> friend. And I was like, what is what is happening? <laughs> Once again, I think it's the wasted potential for me that just, it just grinds my gears. If I had stopped at episode 10, this series probably would have got like an 8.5 for me. Because it, it did hit, even though there was like some kind of humps and bumps and I was with the mystery because I really didn't think Thuwa was the one who was continuing the curse <laughs> I was for sure thinking it was Namu but the re- the reveal of Chadok and Dika being fiancés I was like that was bullshit and it felt like really weak writing because now who am I supposed to hate who gets to take responsibility for Axe pain for all the other kids who have probably have trauma and depression after being in the school and even then do they destroy the prefect club at the end? No, they just changed the rules of the school, but the prefect club is still there. I was like, what? <laughs> did we learn nothing? Did we, did we learn nothing? Nothing. Ah! <sighs> That's so disappointing. It is. It's so disappointing. And I think that is what has spurred me to do this rant. The disappointment of it all. Um, first, and um, Katong did great. The rest of the GMT babies were also did great. The writing is just... God. God! I can't get this deep into BLs again. (laughs) 
Am I going to continue to watch them? Yes, they're my stress relievers, and I enjoy it. But like, bitch, if you were going to go all the way, go all the way, <laughs> go all the way. Ah, uh, with that being said, I give the eclipse like a six point five or a seven. Mm-hmm. It could have been much, much, much better. And also, I do not like the fact that the writer was intentionally trying to emotionally blackmail us with the fiance reveal. I was like, so this man doesn't get to take responsibility for any of the shit he did. <laughs> like, I do understand that the conversation between Ian and his mom was that his uncle's always been depressed. And so, of course, the incident with him and his fiance kind of pushed him over the edge, I guess. Mm-hmm. But at the same time you manipulated a child <laughs> yeah that's kind of actually <laughs> the fact that no apology was done then was like did anybody really learn their lesson in the story girl. was there girl. A, message, a moral story there's there something i'm supposed to grasp from grasp from this they i don't know love conquers all but you know <laughs> i have i fucking hate that the pussy fixes everything and that's exactly what the story was kind of like. It was like, because I am those act his family acceptance, everything's going to be okay. No. My nigga needs therapy. <laughs> Immediately. Immediately. <laughs> Immediately. I don't like the motivations that were used for Thua to go from neutral to radical all of a sudden. I don't like any of the choices that were made in the last two episodes. And even if you're going to make those choices, there should be some kind of, I don't know, severe consequences, emotional um, reconciliation, nothing. So, yes, it was just, it was an idea that was not executed well. (laughs) In the end, the idea was not executed well. And I know people were like, well, you can rate the drama based on episode one through ten. No, the journey... The ending has to be satisfying for me. I am that kind of watcher. Yeah. I don't want to feel like I wasted hours watching a show for the conclusion to be ass. Mm -hmm. (laughs) That being said, am I watching another BL series? Yes. Am I going to tell you which one? No. (laughs) There's a lot of them out right now. (laughs) Um... But, you know, when I do my Thai drama wrap-up at the end of the year, you guys will figure out what I watched and what I didn't. Um, but, yeah, if you watch the Eclipse and would love to scream and shout with me or want to, you know, point out shit that maybe I didn't catch that makes this series better than what it was, you can always talk to me on Discord, at Twitter, at Commented, or TikTok at Commented Podcast. Um, we have some very fun episodes lined up for November, so make sure your notifications on, and don't forget to leave us a five-star review so we know that we're doing well. Uh, but until next time, the Crime Junkies will return. I'm Tori. I'm Marin. Bye bye. Bye.